Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now it's time for our happy environmental news. This is a fun one. Um, Technology. Technology. <laughs> it can be good or it can be bad. And this is a good. Yay. So tiny homes are being 3D printed from 100,000 recycled plastic bottles. <laughs> oh, that is good. So you can have a tiny house made out of your Aquafina. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so this is by a startup called Azure Printed Homes. They use a range of recycled plastic to build 180 square foot spaces that start at just $40,000. That's really cheap. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and it's a tiny space, but, you know, pop five of those on a piece of land and you got yourself an eco farm. A uh, little compound. You know, I love that. all the hippies. <laughs> He's living together in their Aquafina bottle. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, so it is Creeptober. Yes. And you know how Blake feels about Creeptober. The total opposite of how Chelsea feels. <laughs> <laughs> this one is going to be a lot of... Um, I can't wait. You remember how we were like, well, it's a good thing there's no bugs in the ocean. <laughs> Just like I was thinking, just like crabs are like the weirdest little bugs or like they're cute little sea slugs or sea worms. That's that was a lie. So do, <laughs> I can't. Do you want to do you want to talk about the bug that you chose? And then I'll talk about the one that I chose. I will. I feel like yours is going to be way, way creepier. It was I definitely had a bad dream after. Oh, no. Yeah. OK, I'll go first. OK, so. Mine comes with visual and I, I watched it. So let me just get into it. Okay. I okay. was going to say all of Creeptober, you need to post things because your girl will like not be able to handle our Instagram page. I am so in. <laughs> I will do it. I did. I went above and beyond for this because I usually don't watch things that I know are disturbing, but yeah. for research I did. <laughs> so it wasn't great. So I picked the giant isopod uh-huh. and um, the only thing I can describe this thing as is, you know, in the Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> when they go to the restaurant and she's like, uh, whatever, like the pill bug, pill bug. Yeah. yeah that, and they the hit it pill. open and then it opens and steams. Yes. And they oh. slurp it with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend any of that, but that's kind of what they look like. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of does yeah. just like a white one. I feel like that's got to be what they had. Right? Yeah, instead of purple. Yuck. Yeah, like a giant roly poly. It's exactly like a giant roly poly. That is exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, they are actually related. Oh, to roly polies. Yeah, so it makes sense. So the name refers to any of the twenty species of large isopods, which are crustaceans distantly related to shrimp and crabs. Crabs are cuter. Crabs are way cuter. So are shrimp. <laughs> so are shrimp. Oh. Mantis shrimp cannot be related to the giant isopod. Yeah, that seems. I call bullshit. It is though. So they're all in the genus Bathynomus, which might mean something to somebody, but 
I wrote it down. (laughs) Um, They are found abundantly in cold, deep waters in the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Oceans. Uh, They live at about from 500 to 7,000 feet deep. Wow. Real big range. Yeah. Um, I think they're just at the bottom. So as the ocean tapers down, that's just where they are. Wherever the bottom is. Yeah. They're regarded as the largest isopods in the world, but there are a few findings that show there might be similarly sized others. No. So we don't even fucking know. No. (laughs) There are giant bugs at the bottom of the ocean we haven't even seen yet. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they do look like roly-polies, like I said, because they are related. The first specimen was collected in the Gulf of Mexico in 1879 and was actually a huge deal because before that, like, scientists assumed that the deep ocean was free of life. (laughs) (laughs) How long ago was that? Uh, 1879. So not that, not long enough ago to feel good about how people thought about the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They just thought it was, there was nothing down there, which is terrifying. (sighs) Can you imagine that being the first thing you find? Right. Like, oh, there's nothing in there. Oh my God. It's this. It's a giant (laughs) sea bug. That's fun. And No, thank you. (laughs) Okay. So, of course, fisheries and people in general have zero interest or use in isopods. Um, But these little fuckers are famous for attacking and destroying fish caught in trawls. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, typically, they are scavengers. They're actually even helpful, like, little vacuums cleaning up the ocean floor, eating off already decayed corpses of fish. But... um, it's kind of like watching, you know, the scarabs in The Mummy when no. they, like, crawl up and, like, eat the guy really quick and then leave. Uh-huh. That's what it. That's what it is. I know. When you say vacuum, that seems all cute. And I'm imagining, like, but then you say decaying and rotting flesh. <laughs> and it kind of takes away that cute little vacuum visual for Yeah. Me. It's like an underwater plague. Like, they just. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I should have given you some sort of like fidget toy. Okay, next year is my year. We're doing rainbows. Rainbow October. Okay. okay, So So the plague. The plague. Like I said, typically scavengers, but, and this is a big but, there is one horrifying story that tells a different tale. Are you going to do the shark story? This is the shark story. Oh. And this is the video I watched for science and I hated it. So generally speaking, when there are things like trigger warnings or graphic content, or if I know there's an animal being harmed in a video, I just won't watch it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm aware that it's happening. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. This one I watched for the sake of Save the Mermaids, but oh my God. Now it's going to have to be Save the Sharks (sighs) from the isopods. We have to. Like a campaign against isopods. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you can see this. It was actually featured on Shark Week um, a couple years ago. Okay. I want to say like 2016, like a while ago. So one baited camera catching footage of dogfish sharks actually recorded a giant isopod latching onto the one of the shark's faces and wrestling it while it eats its face. Like, uh, do they eat your face quickly or is it like they... They suck on and then they're there for years. So it was a little alien-esque. It's yeah. actively eating his face. I think it was. So in the video, it's a lot of the dogfish is just like, it's thrashing, you know, and this isopod is stuck to its face. Oh. And so I don't know how fast it's all happening because it doesn't, you know, there's no yeah timeline. Planet Earth episode on it yeah. where it can explain what's going on. But 
it didn't look pretty. It very much reminded me of Alien. And like, honestly, that's three movies that I've referenced in one page of research on one animal. So that's like how horrifying they are. Oh. Um, yeah. So <laughs> just this poor shark. And it was just like coming up to this baited camera to eat. And this little dogfish are like little maybe guys. like two feet long. Like a baby shark. Yeah. And it just latches. You, you can't see it on camera, but it latches somewhere off camera. And then in camera is when like the struggle is happening. Oh. And you can tell it's not fun. Yeah. Like it's not a little bug bite. This thing is eating its going. face off. Yeah. Like literally it is face off. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> typical isopods are about two inches long, but giants can reach six inches and the super giants can be 19 inches long. Why don't they just call that the giant? I don't know. Cause they want to try to make it seem like it's a not super that giant. You said 19, that's a foot and a half. Yeah. So, and what, from what I know of dogfish, which is, um, very little for now, but I actually think I want to do an episode on them. I think they, like I said, about two feet long-ish, and the isopod covered its face. So the one in the video had to have at least been... Like six. Six, seven inches. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I know. They're awful. <laughs> and they are in the ocean, contrary to what we used to believe, what, 200 years ago? Yeah. When we were all morons. Gotta love an isopod. Yes. We all know that plastic straws and cups are one of the biggest problems contributing to ocean pollution, but there are plenty of other options out there. One of the best companies we've found is Mermaid Straw. They did not hunt us down asking for publicity. We genuinely believe in their products and their mission. Plastics are a huge problem in our fast-paced world, but making simple changes like ditching your single-use straw or cup for a long-living metal one can add up in a very real way. Small changes are what is going to make a huge impact. Please shop using the link on our Instagram bio and save using code underscore underscore mermaid underscore Chelsea underscore underscore. So I'm sure that pales in comparison to what you're about to tell us. So do you remember, I don't even remember which episode it was on, but remember when I was like, thank God there's no spiders in the ocean. Do you remember me saying that? You do. Yeah, well, baby Blake was wrong. Yeah. yeah. We were more. Little did I know. I was living in the 1800s thinking, oh, thank God spiders are on land and not in the sea. Because guess what? Yeah. Same family and everything. No. Sea spiders is what I had the pleasure of researching this week. I just can't even. No. Can we... Let's just stop. Recording. Okay, we're just done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> So sea spiders, oh my God, I'm going to throw up, are, <laughs> are long-legged marine anthropods that inhabit oceans around the world from the frigid waters of the Southern Ocean to the balmy Caribbean. Stop. So they're literally everywhere? Yeah. Great. There are over 1,000 species of sea spiders, and their diversity is extraordinary from their striking array of color combinations to their vast size differences. They might be as small as a grain of sand, or as long as a house cat. <laughs> so I would laugh so I don't cry. Well, I'm hoping that this is a deep sea animal, because that would make sense if it's the size of a house cat. But no, 
when I looked up where do the sea spiders live, guess what it said? They live in extremely shallow and extremely deep waters. So everywhere. <laughs> so they're like isopod pets. Literally everywhere. Wow. I need you to post a lot of pictures of them that we this week that this comes out though, because they're they're so creepy and there's so many different looking ones. Okay. So post those. I'll do that because I love you. Yeah, thank you. So how can we okay. I have questions, but I want to I'll keep going. Okay. Um, okay. Extremely shallow or extremely deep. There are sea spiders found in tide pools around the world, but unlike many other shallow water animals, they aren't limited to coastal areas. In fact, sea spiders have been found more than three miles below the surface in the very deepest parts of the ocean. So that's fun. Um, sea spiders... <laughs> your face uh they don't swim web or spin webs and they're not arachnids like tarantulas or house spiders um however they're not entirely unrelated like true spiders sea spiders are members of the phylum and anthropoda and the subphylum uh sherry carada oh you looked up a <laughs> I like glance. I glance. Oh god! I'm Look just... at that one with like the bendy, hairy looking. Oh god! It looks legs. like he's been cooked. Yeah. Okay, so I just googled sea spiders. Yeah. So that's what elicited. That's that what response. I did this week. Um. Oh. Yeah. So Why didn't you come over and like Look sleep at with that the one? On? Oh, I did sleep Ooh. with the lights on. Yuck. Look at that one being held in a man's hand. It's so big. It's oh, this so one's gross. being compared to alien aliens too. It looks like aliens too. <laughs> it's so gross anyways uh the difference is at the class level so true spiders are arachnids whereas sea spiders are members of the class pycnogonita pycnogonita (laughs) i got there pycnogonita uh that means that in terms of classification sea spiders are closer to true spiders than other anthropods like crustaceans and insects so it's closer to a spider than it would be a crab okay because i was thinking maybe these are like baby versions of like you know the spidery crab the giant one yeah it's not they're not related these are very spiders spidery yuck uh this will creep you out because i know as a diver you've probably swallowed a lot of seawater no as i (laughs) i don't want to hear what you're gonna say as i have absolutely i will um so the smallest sea spiders are nearly invisible. It's quite possible that you overlooked sea spiders in a tidal pool, especially if you were in a warm water lagoon, like where you teach your mermaid classes at Koalina Resorts. Oh, um, that's because God. sea spiders living in those conditions are usually very tiny, just a millimeter or so across. Some are also so small that their muscles consist of only one cell. These nearly invisible creatures are surprisingly common, so chances are you've run across them without knowing it. And eaten them. I've swallowed so much seawater. At a lagoon. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere I go, I just drink seawater. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so have you ever heard that, like, the average person eats eight spiders in their sleep? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not even including awake time sea spiders. Yep. Oh my God! How many spiders do you think you've eaten in your life? Ew! I do not want to think about it. It's all I can think about now. Oh my God! Oh, it's gonna get worse. Mm, I'm sorry. I don't want this. I didn't sign up for it. <laughs> you said creeped over. Oh, I did, but I was thinking mm. goblin sharks. That was a good day when we were studying goblin sharks. <laughs> oh, the good old days. 
Okay, uh, so giant sea giant sea spiders usually live in extreme cold, while most sea spiders are extremely small. Those that live in the depths of the polar seas are relatively enormous, <laughs> with <laughs> leg spans greater than twenty inches. Twenty inches, house cat. Uh, what? It's just I was thinking about those people in the eighteen hundreds, thinking there was nothing down there. And if they hadn't have found an isopod, I feel like the only thing worse would have been one of these motherfuckers. Big ass sea spider. Like, this is what's down there? It's so gross. Like, do you remember when we looked at our cute little angler fish and thought that was so gross? <laughs> Those were different times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the enormous 20-inch sea spider um, is an adaptation that helps them live comfortably in extreme conditions. Larger animals have a lower surface area to volume ratio and thus radiate less body heat, which allows them to stay warmer in very cold water. So that's fun. Wait, say that again? They're bigger, so they radiate less body heat. Because, okay, you want me to just re... re yeah, talk okay. me through it. So larger animals have a lower surface area to volume ratio and thus radiate less body heat so they're long and like brindly so their surface area like it's not like a big chonky spider oh so the okay the length yeah so that's fun yeah um female sea spiders are often larger than their male counterparts one sea spider species say that five times fast (laughs) one sea spider species the ascorhinchus corduroy has uh, been described as hermaphroditic meaning it has both ovaries and testes Mm -hmm. so there are a couple of uh, hermaphrodite spiders as well you want to talk about sea spider sex oh my god i was just gonna say so we don't have to talk about sea spiders no that's only one of the thousand species okay good let's talk about it then sea spider i'm sure it's not creepy yeah um so sea spiders mate by using the general genital pores in their legs so they have their penises (laughs) in their legs uh the male (laughs) the male sea spider don't get too visual on this i can't (laughs) no The male sea spider climbs onto the female as the pair adjusts until the pores are aligned. So on all their little leggies, they align the yeah their their pieces. Uh, the female releases her eggs, then the male combines them with his sperm. He carries the eggs in his egg carrying organs, uh, called ovigers, until the eggs hatch. So the man carries the eggs. She releases the eggs into the man. He not well, like into the it's more like into the water column because his pieces are right there. So then the sperm, oh, and then he just grabs it and puts it into his little holder spot. Okay, well, okay, so that's fun. That's good. Make the men have the babies. Yep. Um, so like I said, that means that the males are carrying the eggs. Sea spiders have a special pair of egg carrying legs, which are called ovigers. After the female lays her eggs, the male fertilizes them and attaches them to his ovigers, where he carries them until they hatch. Um, so it's literally, she's just, she's done. So it's not like a lot of spider species up here where, like, the mommy will have it on its back or mm. she'll, like, spin a web. It's just, she's done. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So this is a fun part that I was telling you is really fun. Is about. this the part where you tell me how many babies they have? Oh, no, I didn't look that Oh, thank God. Okay, up. good. <laughs> Go um, ahead then. This is how they eat. Oh, for fuck's sake. I about <laughs> eating. <laughs> yeah, because remember, they don't spin webs, you know, to catch things, right? Mm-hmm. So instead, they use their tube-like proboscis, which is like 
described as a nose-like structure. So they have like these little tubes coming out of their nose to suck the life out of their prey. So they have these little tubes that look like a nose and they shove them in kind of like fangs, but instead of of like ejecting something, they're ingesting. They suck you dry. Something, yeah. I have never, we've been doing this for over a year now and I've never been so close to throwing up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. It gets worse. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so the tip of the progress, proboscis has three lips um, and some of them even have teeth. So the tip of that little nose structure, there's two little tubes. Each one can have teeth and three lips. Keep that in mind. Like one, two, three, little triangle of... Yep. Um, once inside the proboscis, so like once it's jabbed its pieces into the animal, um, the juices are mixed with the enzymes of the sea spider's digestion. So it shoves it in, slurps it all up with those little tiny teeth or tiny lips, pulls the innards of that animal up into its body where it mixes it with enzymes um what do they eat you ask <laughs> oh i'm sure it's people <laughs> right humans <laughs> uh, sea spiders eat sponges jellyfish sea anemones and other prey we don't really know so like gelatinous stuff that's already usually slurpable yeah things. it's very slurpy food okay. yeah um but we don't know everything that they because not a lot of people are like, I'm going to grow up and study sea spiders. Yeah, who's, who's studying these things? I don't know. Yuck. Yeah. One group of scientists even observed a sea spider clipping off a sea anemone's tentacles in order to suck out the juices later. So oh. it like grab and go. Take away. Fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, fast food sea anemone. Oh, that poor thing. Uh, you want to know how they breathe? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't wanted to know anything. <laughs> I hope we inspire some person somewhere to become a scientist of ugly ocean bugs. Yeah. Because I say everything needs love, but these ones, Blake can't give it. <laughs> We're not selling it yeah. very well today. Um, so they use their digestive systems to breathe. <laughs> so they use their stomachs, like their digestion to breathe. Um, they have no lungs or gills, nor do they have a respiratory system. Instead, the oxygen that they need passes through their exoskeleton and into their tissues. So they just kind of like absorb oxygen absorb from their environment, okay, okay. which is pretty cool. I would love that. Um, but I don't want to come back as a sea spider. Didn't sea stars do that? Something else does. There that. was something we studied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the oxygen circulates through their bodies when their digestive systems contract, which moves blood through the animal's entire circulatory system. So this unique uh, process called gut peristalsis has only been observed in sea spiders, where the contractions <laughs> so where the contractions of the spider's stomach move that oxygen around its body. So its stomach is acting as a heart. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. To move that oxygen okay so that's fun uh we're still not done um i've already read all of this so it's less traumatizing but i remember when i did and it was a lot so listeners trigger warning after oh god is this worse still uh kind of okay so sea spiders are incredibly resilient and they have lived on earth for about 500 million years so essentially as long as sharks they've been here forever and we just nobody told me 
There's um, a reason. I would have had so many bad dreams as a child. I don't think we'd be divers. Nope. I don't I don't know. That would definitely be it. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to get in the ocean because of sharks. That's why I get in. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, if they're if they're like, there's these mini <laughs> spiders that you can't see that you're inhaling every time you choke on water. Oh, there's so much worse stuff in the ocean than sharks. I people. love sharks. Okay, so like very few other multicellular animals. They've survived multiple mass extinctions, extreme climate changes, and even asteroid strikes. (laughs) One potential explanation for their incredible resilience is the fact that they don't rely on calcified exoskeletons. But scientists believe uh, there's still more to be uncovered about the sea spider's incredible survival. So, like, nothing's going to kill these guys. Great. Yeah, so that's, I think, worse. So land has cockroaches. Yeah, we're going to knock out beautiful animals, like tigers and and wolves but we'll leave the sea spiders keep the spiders mm-hmm. uh oh you know how i was talking about their guts yeah it's it's in their legs not really their belly like their abdomen so their reproductive organs and their stomachs are in their legs yep like everything is in their legs weird do they have okay so the picture i was looking at really was just legs that were connected it's pretty so much they don't have it. much of a uh, torso not really like you would see with a regular like a tarantula you wouldn't see that really big what's it called thorax or like that abdomen yeah 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 yeah. Okay. um so sea spiders bodies consist almost entirely of long legs um either four five or six pairs they can have 12 legs that's not okay so eight ten or 12 legs um and a proboscis that thing that their slurper uh this leaves very little room for digestive organs but that's not a problem sea spiders keep their guts in their legs the organs consist of tube-shaped intestines which chemically reduce food to nutrients and then contract to send the nutrients around the rest of the spider um and that's what again aids in circulation what do they do for the world though like why are they here i don't know maybe they just eat bad sea sponges if there's a sick one oh maybe um so far we believe that they only feed on soft-bodied animals so what i was saying the anemones worms jellies sponges soft corals and sad nudibranchs no yeah they'll eat them the softest of the babies yeah uh they do have predators good yeah (laughs) sea stars yeah shore birds Stop. Yeah, that like means they're close enough to hear for a, se- for a seagull to eat them. Mm-hmm. Rays, crabs, and fishes eat sea spiders. Uh, some species of sea spiders may be able to hide from their predators since their whitish color blends in with the sandy seafloor. I can't handle this episode. Yeah. Last but not least, I looked up their conservation status because that's what we're about is saving the mermaids even if they're the arachna mermaids is it the most abundant of anything probably (laughs) um so sea spiders live in sandy seafloor habitats so think electric beach which can take a long time to recover from trawl nets um that's if for those of you that don't know a fishing technique in which nets are dragged over the seafloor so sea spider species in the cold waters of the North and South Poles tend to be larger than their tropical p- counterparts, as we already talked about. Uh, this could impact their ability to survive in warming oceans. So because of their large size, the warmth might bother them. Um, though recent studies have found no evidence that size impacts a sea spider's ability to survive warmer warming seas. So they don't know. So that's fine. There is no conservation like... IUCN red list because I mean they've been around for 500 million years and nothing will kill those little fuckers so yeah they're good 
So that's the sea spider. Man, these sea bugs. Yuck. I really hate that we did this. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. And now when I go to work tomorrow and I swallow a little bit of salt water, as I always do on shark days. You're just going to throw it up. I'm just going to have a panic attack and start vomiting. I think that's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) It makes, it makes sense. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Mm-hmm.